You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 186 with Tim Robertson and Owen Rubin. Meh. Internet as a utility. Internet Archives Arcade. And much more. And it is Tech Fan number 186. I am Tim Robertson, and uh, Owen Rubin is here with me this week. Hello, Owen. I'm actually here this week, too. You, you were supposed to be here last week and wasn't, and I wasn't supposed to, and I was. It's kind yeah, of thank that you word. for that. <laughs> and apologies to David for sleeping right through my alarm. So you I learned something. over like an hour, late, an hour late and went, oh, crap. Yeah. You learned something about alarms and uh, reminders on your iPhone. I did. So on, I use Siri to set reminders I do too. so it turns out if you set tell siri to set a reminder at say 8 a.m siri puts a reminder and if you say set alarm siri generates an alarm which is different reminders do not bust through do not disturb alarms do so you have to remember if it's something that's going to happen during do not disturb time and you want to know about it to set an alarm not set a reminder they're very different hmm interesting and it makes sense too because if you're on a, a do not disturb me. A reminder is is less important, I would right. think. And but whereas an alarm is a, a class A level event. Right. The this reminder does show up. It's up sure, on the screen, but it's quiet. So I happened to be awake this morning when the alar- the reminder popped up, and it just popped it up on the screen. Now it was dead silent because I'm still uh, my do not disturb doesn't turn off till nine. Okay. So. Uh, but so I just tested. I said, told Siri to set an alarm for 8 a.m. And when 8 a.m. hit, it vibrated and made noise, just like an alarm would, which is what I would expect. Yep, absolutely. So that's something new I learned. I did not know that. I, I almost always alarm. set an alarm uh, if I have to wake up for something and I'm not home. Uh, I usually wake up at 6 a.m. regardless, but uh, I've been doing so much traveling lately <laughs> that, yeah, that's like uh, 3 a.m. your time. And I know that for a fact because I actually stayed on East Coast time biologically when yeah. I was in L.A. last week. So that means I was waking up at 3 a.m. Although that didn't happen the second day I was there because we had a tour. And I talked about I don't know if you listened to the last episode yet or not. It, it just came I did. Out. I listened to most of it, yes. Uh, we had a tour of Disney Animation Studios. And it went very long. So by the time I got back to my hotel, it was almost, well, it was 2 a.m. Uh, East Coast time. So there was no way I was going to wake up at 3 a.m. East Coast time uh, and not be a zombie. Oh, I'd like to, can you talk about that or is it all under NDA? Oh, sure. I could talk about it. What do you want to know? I, it must have been very cool. I haven't seen, you know, I did some work with, with uh, Imagic, not Imagic, um, what was it called? Imagineering a long time ago, but that was a long, long time ago when they were still, I think, in Pasadena. I, I think that Disney Animation. Okay, number one, it, it's Disney, and if you don't get that sense of awe, thinking I'm going to Disney Animation Studios, and Disney Animation <laughs> is how that's how it started. Right. You know what I mean? That's the original, and um, the building that I actually went into. Uh, is somewhat of a recent building. It's within uh, 15, That's the one with the big hat outside, out in front? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's relatively new uh, compared to everything else at Disney. And it is um, kind of set up the layout like P- 
Pixar, if you will, uh, from what we've all read and seen pictures of Pixar. Very collaborative. Uh, they dress the whole place up to whatever movie that they happen to be working on. And, uh, you know, for this, it was Big Hero 6. Okay. But you're seeing, this isn't a touristy destination. No, you, no, of course not. You know, you, nobody gets into this place. And, and those who do, by special invite, uh, it's very, um, you can't bring your cell phones, no pictures. Right. Uh, security is, they have a presence and you don't, you don't was not, it not see Was them. it nice inside, by the way? I mean, oh, it was gorgeous. Not, it looked, okay. Because so years and years ago, I mean, many years ago, when I was still a kid, um, I worked for a company, did some contract work with Imagineering. And the front of the building was beautiful. And you, they, when you take you on the tour, I don't know if they, um, they do it like that in the animation studio, but the guys, this is the group that developed develops rides for the park. Yeah, yeah. Which it doesn't, probably, it's probably done differently now. I'm sure, I'm sure Pixar has a lot to do with it these days. Um, but they, they, all the walls were covered with drawings. Everything was outside of each people, person's office so everybody could see it. I let, we were actually looking at it too. Uh, I remember I took some of that to Apple. The idea is that you know you share everything, you get it out in the open. Um, but once you got past the facade, it was a very strange place to be. Um, they didn't have offices for everybody, so behind this building was a big sound stage that they had turned into a place where people just kind of put a desk in amongst the sound stage, hanging curtains and stuff. And you know, I'm talking about the big. Yeah, stage yeah. I know what you're talking about. And then you kind of tuck into a little corner, and you would work back there. And it was a very, very odd place to do work. Nothing you, like that that I saw. Uh, there was a was lot of pictures creative. hanging outside. Uh, you could tell it was a collaborative environment. Uh, you know, and they spare no expense. Right. And by that, they had. Well, that's different too. Yeah. Used to be that wasn't the case. Well, back then, though, Disney was in trouble. This no, is, no, Disney had. Disney, the parks were doing fine, okay? They just, it wasn't, it didn't feel like that they spared no expense. They spared no expense on what the customer saw. Right. But it was not the, quite that same way for at least the people that I met working. Do you they know were in the middle of doing Star Tours. That was the ride they were working on when I was down there. Oh, so that was a long, long time ago then. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. And it was, you know, they they did it. They had an actual motion simulator sitting out in the back of this on the soundstage, and the guy who was programming it was actually moving a real simulator. That's cool. Yeah, it well, was uh, it was a neat experience. Um, being in the, the Disney Animation Studio itself, you know, I got a little bit of the chills. It was so cool, and I I got a tour of the server farm and all that downstairs. You would not believe the hardware that they have down there. I oh, mean, yeah, it's we, just rows after. It looks like NORAD. And uh, that was fun. I got to do that tour with Dave Pixar's Hamilton. Like that too. Yeah, I got to do that tour with Dave Hamilton from the Mac Observer and the Mac Geek Gab, and of course, work. Oh, is that how you got? The, is that how you got it? Is that how? No, uh, this was all done through the Mac Tech Conference. Oh, okay. And he was covering the event and attending okay. some of the sessions, and I was a vendor with uh, uh, all the world computing. But yep. we, but we've known each other for years, so it was fun. Um, oh, I found but, that I found that story. Okay. Oh yeah, we'll get to Sorry, it. <laughs> so, but for me, we we got to see a uh, we got to see the movie, uh, Big Hero Six, which was okay. 
Okay. Uh, the kids will oh, love did it. Did you see it at the, at the studio? Well, here's the thing. Uh, because our group was large, they couldn't fit everyone into the small theaters that they had. Uh, okay. So my okay. group, which was the first group to walk over, actually got to go to a private screening room cool. and watch the movie. And it's a very small theater, basically. And it is what yeah, people... very comfortable seats. Very comfortable <laughs> seats. The, the audio is incredible. It's got state-of-the-art visuals. Uh, but it is what you would think it is as a screening room where the directors would watch rough cuts and stuff. With There's a table in there with a phone. Yep. Uh, yep. The projectionist is right there behind you. It was pretty awesome. And uh, But the coolest part for me, to be honest, was the walk. And it wasn't a, a quick walk. It was a 10-minute walk from Disney Animation Studios over to where the screening room is in Disney headquarters. And on the way, you're passing by these giant, and I mean giant, sound stages. Um, and there was, you know, it smells like sawdust. You're seeing the back of all these sets. Yeah. And it's where they film like Armageddon, the asteroid scenes and all that. I mean, these it, it, it is exactly what you've seen in behind-the-scenes stuff in the past. Right. Uh, and then you keep going and you go by these little villas which is the original Disney Studios. Right, I know that. I've actually been there. And that was just giving me chills left and right. It was it's very just, cool. It was amazing. It's, cool. it's where the magic happens. And it's Disney. Although, I have to ask you. when you, So I, I got, when, a long time back when I was working on Star Trek stuff, got a chance to go see the set of Deep Space Nine. Yep. And yeah, you've talked about that here on the show. Yeah, it took the magic away for me. No, it, it this didn't really take bizarre. the magic away because it okay. was never... There isn't a magic curtain for me that you pull back and you go, oh, that's how they done it. That's how it was done. I I already knew all of that. Um, Well, I know it too. But, you know, you watch a TV show and you have this, you know, you suspend disbelief. Yes. And you get get into the show so you feel like things are real. And then to see it made out of cardboard and and balsa wood. No, I get it. And Um, blanky little lights and, you know... uh, you it know, didn't. Dell monitor sticking in holes, and right. it was just—it was kind of weird when you got closer to it. The gloss came off. But see, to me, that's even cooler. Okay. I, that that, may, that would make me like it even more. Okay. And so, no, I, it didn't take any of the magic away. But I mean, it's Disney, and it's I don't care how you photo. feel about yeah. Disney, whether you like their movies or not. It's it's Walt Disney Studios. I mean, yeah. there is no other studio that has that prestige. In my mind, MGM, no. Lionsgate, no. I mean, Sony, no. I mean, none of them Actually, do. Universal, Universal is pretty. Cool. Universal yeah, probably come the closest, but even then, yeah. no. And then the moves that Disney has made you, in the last I, ten years, buying Marvel, buying Star Wars, already owning all the Disney oh, properties. Oh, did you get a peek at Star Wars? No. No, too bad. No, I, I guess that's at Pixar, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, Star Wars is Star Wars. It's Lucasfilm. No, Star Wars is Disney. Yes, but it's it's owned by. I know, but I think Disney, it's been done. But, at, yeah, it's probably done at Pixar Studios this year. But anyway, mm, well, maybe not. Maybe they're still using the same places. They all that Lucas always had. Just, well, the, everything yeah, was filmed overseas. Hardly anything was filmed here. But oh, uh, okay. It, it's. I, I'm sure they're. Doing, you know, the audio and all that's st- probably still going to be done at Skywalker Ranch. You don't break up a good right. thing. Yep. And uh, it, it was it was amazing. It was just being on the lot, walking through there, knowing uh, the history of the place. You know, having 
that deep respect for what they create and what they've created in the past and how what they've done has changed entertainment forever and that they are the gold standard. They are. Do you have any pictures from the outside that you were able to take? No, they didn't even want us to take pictures uh, out of, or they didn't want us to, they wanted us to leave our phones at the hotel. Oh, okay. And I know some people took them and they were confiscated until they left, but I left mine in the hotel. But it's honestly the only thing that I really wanted to. That's like going to a government building. (laughs) Yeah. Now, now what was cool, the last night they had this um, game room that they set up at, uh, at the conference. And they had okay. a, some arcades, arcade machines, uh, which I wasn't impressed with simply because I have one and mine works correctly. <laughs> <laughs> but they had props. They had an actual R2-D2 from the guy who built the R2-D2 for the new movies. Very cool. And it was uh, there was nobody controlling it, and it sits there, and it makes noises, and it rotates its head, and it's, R- it's R2-D2. Uh, they had Captain Kirk's chair from the Enterprise. As now, well I as, thought that was owned by Paul Allen. I don't know. They had it there. You could sit in it. It's, it was probably uh, it was probably the a replica, original. right? Because I know I think Paul. So if you ever get to Seattle, um, there's a place called the EMP, the Experience Music Project, that Paul Allen built all about music. Which is it's not cheap, but it's well worth a walk through if you're at all into music. Uh, but connected to it is a sci-fi museum, and. Well, He's then this bought. must have been it because Sci-Fi Museum was one of the sponsors and they sent a lot ah, of stuff down. Okay. okay. Yeah, he bought the original, I think he bought the original robot from um, from Lost in Space. Mm-hmm. He has a Robbie. In fact, in the museum, they, the Robbie and the original robot stand side by side and talk to each other, which is very funny. And then uh, <laughs> a Batleth was in there. They had, someone had actually built, it wasn't an original at all, and, and it was finished right before the event. Um an English phone booth, i.e. Doctor Who. Cool. Uh, what else was in there? Oh, uh, a full-size replica of Iron Man. <laughs> but he had the mask off so you could see it was Tony Stark. That one was kind of meh. I mean, it, it, it wasn't even wax museum quality, but it was still kind of cool, you know? Is it Matt? Uh, you know about that new site? By yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, he built it. He was a guy who owned uh, Woot. Woot, yeah. And let's see what's... Sorry, when you said that, it made me think of meh. Yeah, meh. <laughs> uh, right now they've got two for Tuesday, two Congo 8-ounce shake-and-go tumblers for 5 bucks. For those who don't know what we're talking about, the guy who did Woot, I guess... Uh, he got bought out... One or more guys, he got... Kind no, of it was one guy, he got he got bought out by Amazon. Amazon, right? And well, actually, did, I know the I know Dave, one of the guys, Dave there, comes to the hackers conference, and uh, and they ruined it, and they said it's just not doesn't have the same feel. So it sounds like Matt is trying to start up again, and this with the original idea, and it looks it's got some similar things. Yeah. Who's buying this crap? It, it's you know, not it's, just the stuff he's selling; it's the little stories that they put in the description, and it's different. And the videos every day. and the videos yep. and the and they have. It's, it's, Instead of a instead of the, the old songs they used to do, now they're doing videos, which are actually the daily video. Yep. And those are very fun. It's worth going seeing meh.com. It's worth seeing. Sorry, I didn't I mean to interrupt you, but that made me think of it when you said I that. haven't bought anything from them yet because I haven't had anything that I'm even interested in buying. But I do kind of go there once a day to see what they've got, if I remember. I don't always remember. I need to bookmark it. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's kind of cool. It's one of those things that... It was early days of Web 2.0 that hit it big. And, of course, when that happens, generally they get bought out, and he got bought out by Amazon. Amazon. 
Yeah, well, Amazon was pretty cool about it for a while because they didn't um, they didn't uh, try to change it too much. But over time, you could see that it, that Amazon was using it as a way to dump all their old stuff. Yeah, they <laughs> it became yeah. the way to get rid of old Amazon stuff, which I guess is what they wanted, right? Yeah, I guess it, it's. No, I I don't know anybody who's a big Woot user anymore, and I think meh dot com, m e h dot com, is going to supplement it. I, I think that's where people are going to start going once the word gets uh, out there already, some more. Some already got my username Major Havoc. How disappointing! Uh, you've been <clears> out there too much lately, man. That's why. <laughs> so there was a funny story on uh, Yahoo Tech. It's Yahoo dot com slash tech. A man buys ninety nine iPhones. To propose to his girlfriend, but what, what's the funny part of the story? She said no. <laughs> she said no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. What my my understanding the is they have there. He put the 99 iPhones in a heart shape, and then got her in the middle, yep. and then surrounded by all these people. Yep. Is that in Japan? No, it's uh, China. China. Okay. I can't tell from the picture. The, but, the thing about China um, is women kind of had their choice of men because there's so many more. It's a horrible story of why there's so many more men than women. It is a horrible story. Yeah. Uh, someone is texting. Oh, okay, yeah. Young women tend to disappear. Yeah. And so they the, the women in China kind of have their choice of men. But, uh, yeah, she said no. Wow. I wonder how I wonder much that would have cost. I wonder, if she took, I wonder if she took a phone. <laughs> Might as well. He's I'm sorry, enough. I can't marry you, but I'll take this six plus. How how much money does he have if he can buy six or ninety nine iPhones? About eighty two thousand dollars. Really? Wow. Cost the love bitten chap two years salary, according to this article. Yeah, I bet he's regretting it now. Uh, he could probably eBay him or something though. Yeah, I just. But evidently, that was not enough. She said, "No, Siri, how do you mend a broken heart?" <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I wonder if they the actually broke I up. Saw the picture. Yeah, huh? she said no, but that doesn't mean they broke up. Wait, Siri, how do you mend a broken heart? Let's see. Hmm. It doesn't seem to. She doesn't. Okay, see. I found this on the web. Too bad. She, mend a broken heart. she yeah. doesn't. Have, she doesn't. She doesn't know. have a good answer. <laughs> oh, you want to see? Uh, let me make sure I get it right. Um, I think. Siri, what flights are above me right now? Yeah, that's a great thing. I love that. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it works, and sometimes. Here is what I found. Yeah, and it gives you a list of airplanes that are above you. I love that. That's good. I have a. So right now, we have. Where's my? I need my glasses. Give me my glasses. (laughs) All right. So I did that test, and here's what I got. Frontier Airlines is thirty-seven thousand feet up above. American Airlines Flight five five thirty-two thousand feet. N22NJ, 30,000 feet. Uh, slant distance. Frontier Airlines, 948, 46 miles northwest. American Airlines Flight 55, 57 miles northwest. So these are all the same ones, but they're giving me where they are. And there's a little uh, Wolfram Alpha, Wolfram Alpha map to actually show where they are. Uh, I think that's kind of cool. I don't know why this is needed, but it's kind of neat. 
Well, so there's another app, and I think this is the one, and I'm trying to make it work now. Let's see. There we go. So it is called, this is actually, if you want a very cool app, it's called Flight Tracker 24, I think is the name of it. Um, let me get, I need my glasses now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Flight Radar 24. And Flight Radar, I think it costs a buck. And there's a mode, you can just have a map, and it shows you all the planes that are around you. But you can switch it to this AR mode. And it turns the camera on, and you can point it up in the sky at an airplane, and it tells you what that plane is. Hmm. That's kind of so, interesting. So if the plane's going by, you go, I wonder where that guy's going. It's it's like you totally useless. I mean, it's like, do you really need to know? Well, unless you're oh, a terrorist. That's that southwest. Well, it, and it isn't perfect. It doesn't always match, because the, the, the data can be up to 10 minutes delayed. So sometimes you look up, and the, and the plane's way to the right of where it shows it, but it still tells you who it is. For the most part, so you can say, "Oh, look at that Southwest Airlines flight going to Chicago," right? And it's silly, but you know, for a buck, I took it to play with it because we were in, we were in um, San Francisco one night at a party, and there was like thirty planes in the air. And we're going, "Where are all these guys going?" And this guy showed me the app, so we both had it, and we were picking out planes in the sky. It was kind of cool. Neat. Even shows them below the horizon. Of course, you can't see them. But um, what else is going on? Uh, I went and saw uh, Interstellar last night. Oh, I saw that last week. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I saw it opening night. The movie theater that we saw it, uh, I went with uh, Tim- Timothy Standing from Soft Raid uh, okay. in L.A. And Oh, you were in L.A. That's right. I forgot you were in L.A. And I can't remember the name of the theater. It was right there in Manhattan Beach, but it was one of the best theaters I've ever been into. It, the seats were amazing. Was that the one that's really a sharp angle? Mm, maybe one of the one of the theaters there has it. They call them stadium theaters, and that one's real, the one. If you're thinking of, it's really a stadium. It's very steep. Oh, so this no was definitely steep. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really uh, the like seats were great. No one's ever blocking your view. You, you have room. assigned seating. You oh. and when you go in, there's not a person there to take your money. It's like a machine, and you get to pick your seats and go in and sit down. He wanted to sit close and. We had to get up and move because it was way too close. Way too close, yeah. Yeah. If I, I, some of those scenes were giving me, making my stomach, bothering my stomach in some of those scenes. Uh, no, our problem was even before the movie started, they showed the Fast and Furious, and my eyes were yes. having an oh, epileptic seizure themselves. So it we didn't got up say and Fast and Furious. It just said Furious 7, by the way. Yeah, eh, whatever. Did they drop the Fast? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I was kind of, I know that. Uh, Paul Walker's brothers, his two brothers actually helped them finish the film because they actually kind of look like him. Yeah, they do look like him. And uh, I am kind of curious if they're actually going to kill off that character or give him a happy ending. Um, (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that, though. I I have to admit, I've never watched any of those movies. They're actually pretty good. Uh, There's one called Tokyo Drift, which sucked. They tried to branch it off into another direction and they pulled it back and actually made it part of the franchise. But no, they're actually pretty good if you like that type of, you know, suspend your disbelief because they do things in cars, which is impossible. Right. But yeah, it, it's just good fun, stupid fun, if you will. Well, in the in the impossible, so when when I was still at Atari, we I started. There was a couple games I wanted. We started getting into laser discs again. You know, I'd started this Battlestar Galactica game, and the other game that I start we talked to Universal about. We were looking at footage was to do Knight Rider. That'd be cool. In a Laserdisc game. So we got to go down, I think that was Universal, to go go look at Knight Rider footage. And 
they we, we tried to get them to give us some of this footage of what actually happened to the Trans Am after he jumped it over something. Huh. So so the story as I understand it, and this someone may be able to correct us if there's if I'm wrong, but the way I understand it is there was a train accident and a shipment of Trans Ams got damaged. And they were offered to the 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 studios to use in a show so they picked the trans ams because they got a whole bunch of them and and if you've seen what happens to a car when it really jumps <laughs> i have it smashes the front end like crazy it just buckles the front end yeah frame so snaps in Knight Rider, in the front in Knight Rider, there was like eight cars there's one car that was for close-ups that never was driven okay it's the one that had the fancy dashboard in it yeah you know when you saw the dashboard that actually wasn't even in the car that was filmed on a table right um although replicas but, have since actually put them in the car yeah well no but so there was a there was one that had a quasi working dashboard okay for all his close-up scenes okay then there was one for close-up driving when it just moved around a little bit there was one with the funny seat that the guy sat inside of so the car looks like it drives itself and then there was a bunch of them that they did the stunts with that got repaired nonstop. And so we got to see this footage of, you know, the one of these Trans Ams jumping over like another car. And then there's no ramp. If the, even if there is a ramp, but there's usually no ramp at the other end. It hits the dirt. The front end buckles up, you know, and the car gets totally wasted and they got to go fix it. So, you know, in Fast and Furious, if they were jumping those cars like that, there wouldn't be much left of them when they hit the other end. No, they don't. They'd, they'd be crushed. And the front suspension would never survive that anyway. I think that if you saw the same one I did, they were dropping the cars out of an airplane, right? Yes. Right. <laughs> I, l- I always like this scene. One man can make a difference. <laughs> I remember... A shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man. Of a man. I remember uh, I, I liked that music so much as a kid. <laughs> that I recorded it on a cassette tape, and I used to loop it over and over and over, playing with my Hot Wheels. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love that. I like that show. I have to admit, I was a Hoff fan when. Uh, oh, who when was, he was on that show? Everybody was. That was a great show. Everybody wanted that car too. So I, when that show was coming out, I had bought my 1984 black Corvette. Uh huh. Which was a very similar looking car. Yeah, it was and, one of the crappier the vets though. Huh? Yeah, that was one of the crappier vets of all time. No, that was one of the best uh, ones in, in a long history. Uh, that was the first year of the new body style. Mm. And it beat every production car in the world that year. Yeah. That's why That's why it was a great car. It really was. It wasn't as good as some of the newer ones, but for the time, it was an amazingly good car. Let me but put it this kids, way. Nobody is going to restore an 84 vet. There's no money know, in it, I, period. I know a few people who have done it. Then they lost money because it, it's it's... The car it itself the first... isn't worth as much money to restore it as it is just to use it. Except that it was the first year of that body style. Right. Anyway, it looked like Knight Rider car. It was black. It had, you know, they were similar body styles. Not exact if you got close, but but the kids in the neighborhood all called it Kit. <laughs> you should have put the... the horn to make the... well i want actually we built a circuit to make leds go back and forth but we couldn't get bright enough ones to stick in there and i never modified it to put 
you know, to make it. That, that was kind of a light. thing in the 70s and 80s, those lights. Remember the Cylons from Battlestar Galactica? Well, it was the same guy, Glenn Larson. Was, was it? The same yeah, guy. yeah, that makes yeah. sense then. I love the Cylons, of whoa, 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 and the way yeah, they the talked. That back and forth, That's yeah. the only thing I didn't like about the new Battlestar series is they didn't really have those Cylons. They did. Well, they did. The, light, the, the lights going back and forth were in the ships. Yep. But it was kind of lame. It was kind of lame. I, I missed. I missed the uh, the idea that the little the little eye going back and forth. But yep. you know, they it, that was a. I'm sure that was a production money saving thing. Right? Oh sure. You know, I'm sure it was very expensive to do those Cylons and all those costumes. And this one, they go, hey, let's make them look like people. Guess what? We don't have to do any kind of special effects for them. That's right. <laughs> Although I did like in the uh, A team, Dirk Benedict. Points at a Cylon that walks by at a Universal Studios or whatever. Yes. It's, it's like, hey, that I thought that was really clever. That was one of those little things that TV used to do. They would, I, it just tickled me. I was like, ah, every time I there see is it. a show that still does that. Is there? Um, what's the guy from Firefly plays in? Yeah, uh, Castle. Castle, and he throws bones to. Oh, I hear him all the time. Yeah, I and, Firefly and fact, all the time. But, if you go to YouTube and, and search for uh, Firefly, 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 yeah, yeah. You, My favorite one was that was like he 10 went, minutes of them. They were running into a place and he started speaking uh, Chinese to yeah. these two books. Yeah. And she goes, I didn't know you were still Chinese. Oh, it was from an old TV show I liked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is that, that's actually one of the few that still throws bones. They'll, they'll actually say shiny on that show occasionally. Other they'll characters, too. And then the, the, there was one where he, at the very opening, he was dressing for Halloween, and he came out in his costume from Firefly. Yeah. And she's like, what is that? And he's like, a space, space cowboy. Cow- she's like, there's... That's so, that's so old. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> no cows just, in space. She was, she, no, she said, she goes, that was like five years ago. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> there are no cows in space. There are no cows in space. <laughs> uh, you get the impression that Nathan Fillion just so wants to go back to that show. He liked the role. He's always talking well, he, about it. It's Han Solo. That's who he was on that show. It is Han Solo. You're right. I never thought about that, but it is Han Solo. It, it was a Western. That's what a lot of people didn't get. In fact, I was just talking to somebody. I don't remember who it was now. I was just talking to someone about that show, and they're like, oh, I've never seen it. Uh, it, it looked lame to me. Or I, I watched one episode, and I, it, I didn't get it. And I said, well, he goes, it, it just didn't feel like sci-fi to me. And I said, well, it's because it's not sci-fi. It's a Western. It's a Western. And yeah. it, oh, I know who it was. And he looked at me and he goes, you know what? Now that I think about it, it was a Western, wasn't it? I said, yeah. It just happens to be set in space. He was like, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it now because I love Westerns. I said, if you love Westerns with a slight sci-fi angle to them, you'll love this. It's Instead of a wagon train, you got a spaceship. Right. So. There's a great train robbery episode. There's the whorehouse <laughs> that they have to protect from the bad guy. I mean, it, That's right. it was Western. It was Gunsmoke. And uh, I, it, well, didn't they say originally say Star Trek was supposed to be a western in yeah. the in the stars, right? Yes. And so I guess maybe I guess maybe he took it a little more seriously. <laughs> well, I, I still think it's a show that should come back. Or if they're going well, to he expand off a few of the characters in his movie, that's okay. Um, not the important ones that we really care about. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think that they should do. Honestly, I've always thought Nathan Fillion should be this generation's Han Solo in the Star Wars universe. They should create a new character that's basically what Han Solo was, because Harrison's is too old now, uh, that kind of carries on that scoundrel type of role. 
And I think it should be Nathan Fillion. I really do. I, he would be just absolutely brilliant in that role. And really, all he has to do is is be the same character he was in Firefly. Right. I mean, that's yeah. all he has to do. But I've watched the entire series like five times now. You have? Yeah, I've watched I love it quite it. a few times. I love it. And the movie's good, too. It's a perfect way to wrap the series up. And it was quite amazing that they actually well, we got to do that. We talked about that before. Remember, yeah. I want to contract with viewers. Yeah. People who do TV shows have to agree to end stories that get canceled. Have you been watching Gotham? I have not. Really, really good. Um, it's about That's about basically when Batman's a kid, right? Yeah, but it, it focuses on Jim Gordon, the cop. Right. But, but all the characters are still there. The one that's really surprising me is the guy who plays Penguin. It's a character I never cared about in the movies or the comic book. Is always kind of a lame character. It the guy's brilliant. Uh, huh. it, it's so good. I really really like it. The only so I guess this is to, this is to tell the history of how Gotham and Batman. Yeah, it, it's its own thing. It's its own thing because they they're they've gone against canon already so many times that I know the super fanboys are freaking out like this is crazy. This can't happen. Uh, <laughs> I I look at it as it's 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 its own standalone thing. Okay. It has no relation to anything else. And when you take it that way, it's just great. Um, I, but I like that sometimes you could tell it's happening now. And sometimes it feels like it's more of a 70s thing. Um, and they do have some big shots of the city. And it's clearly a model. I mean, and not even a very good one. It's like, eh, that's kind of Mr. Rogers-ish. Uh, but yeah, I, I still like it. It has this vibe to it that I really dig. But let's take our first break here. Listen to uh, an ad for another show on the Stoplight Network from a podcaster who, uh, well, none of them seem to be updating their ads, including us. So we got to get on that because <laughs> I'm struggling to decide which ad to put in here that people haven't heard a thousand times already. But uh, it's it's becoming uh, more and more difficult. So if any of the other podcasters are listening, record a new ad, and that goes for me too. Are you into video games? Well, check out one of the many club podcasts here on the Stoplight Network. There's Club Nintendo, Club PlayStation, Club Xbox, and Club Steam. Whether you love Mario, love Halo, love Crash Bandicoot, or just love some good old-fashioned PC gaming, make sure to check out one of the many club podcasts here on the Stoplight Network. These shows are weekly shows where we'll catch up on what we're playing, what uh, new stories are on that platform this week, and much, much more, all revolving around the wonderful world of video games. So check out Club Nintendo, Club PlayStation, Club Xbox, and Club Steam right here on the Stoplight Network. Back here on Tech Fan Podcast 186, Tim Robertson, that's me. Owen Rubin, that's, that's him. That's me. David Didn't I Head. Hear that ad before? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Somewhere. It sounded really familiar. Um, David Cohen had a meeting today, a business meeting. He couldn't break away in time to make the show. Uh, actually, have you looked on uh, Skype to see if he's actually up there somewhere? Uh, he did He did answer when I said 15 minutes, right? Uh, yeah, but I think it was he couldn't do it. I mean, it shows him away right now. Yeah. So I don't think he can. I think he would have said something if he was there like, hey, David, come out and play. <laughs> So next week, we're going to have the same scheduling issues in that uh, I will be back in L.A. from Wednesday to Friday. So we have to record on Tuesday again next week. 
And then we go back okay. to our regularly scheduled Friday recording schedule. Well, do you put this out early because we recorded it early? Yeah, yeah, I put it out the okay. day we record. I mean, I've okay. been doing these for so long that I record a podcast. It's up within an hour or two. Ah. Nice and fresh and home homemade and... So here's today's weather. That's right. <laughs> it's supposed to... Uh, we're, we're, it's big polar <laughs> vortex is hitting us, and we're supposed to get snow tonight. I'm a little worried about it, to be honest. i got to drive to Detroit. My flight isn't until like 1230, which means I need to get there around 11, um, which means I have to leave home around 930 at the latest. Oh, yeah, I see that storm coming into you. Yeah, wow. and I'm worried that, you know, usually they, they keep the highways pretty clear, but still, I'm a little worried about driving to Detroit and flying out and then coming back Friday and driving back home. Like maybe last week, go, my wife... Maybe you should go early. I, oh, I probably will. I, I will head to Detroit early, but I, it, that doesn't alleviate the worry of bad weather and bad roads. I just okay, afford so myself I more time to get there. Are you having a storm right now? No, nothing going on right now. It looks windy. I can see the leaves. I, I can ask my wife. Hey, Julie? What? Is it snowing or anything outside? No, not snowing. Because it looks like, at least according to this little weather map, it looks like it's over Chicago and Green Bay. and So it's is that that's beyond you now, right? No, that's before me. That's before you. Okay. Right. I'm in Michigan. Battle ah, Creek. That's right. Battle Creek, that's right. Don't they do cereal there or something? Yeah, Kellogg. <laughs> used to work there. Did you used to work in Kellogg? Really? Yeah, yeah. I was an IT manager there uh, from uh, 99 to 2004. And then I quit that job. My wife was working at Pfizer. So she was literally working for a drug company. Okay. Um, she was doing really well at Pfizer. I was doing really well uh, for the company I was working for. And okay. she got pregnant with our third child. And we decided we didn't really want to send the child to daycare. Uh, we wanted it to stay home. We wanted to raise our child. And we looked at the situation, and uh, really I had some opportunities to make money from home. And she had really good benefits at Pfizer. So I stayed home uh, with uh, Brooke when she was born for the first you know, three and a half years or so, three years. And Julie stayed working, and that was in uh, 2004. Now, she stayed home when Cole was born, and, and I went to work. So ah, it worked so, It worked out well. Well, I stayed So did work, you get lots say. of free cereal when you were at- No, not so much cereal. Oh, they, they did have an employee store uh, that you could buy stuff at. It was, uh, okay. it, they didn't have that when I first got there, but then they rolled it out, and it wasn't consistent. It was weird. Um, but occasionally they would bring up like a, a thing of pop tarts that they couldn't sell with crushed boxes, and <laughs> but they didn't do that so, so much. Don't then you think that's very similar to uh, Apple. Very similar to no, <laughs> here's the computers to, we so, can't sell them. <laughs> well, you know it's funny. It, there, it, there was the refurbished that we could get that are now available to everybody, but right. we used to, be able to get refurbished. Uh, and then there was Frank and Max that we used to make ourselves because the. There was a place where all these old parts would go into this big bucket room, and you could go. And I used to make Max out of old parts that they threw in the dumpster. You could build because you know, like a monitor would break, so they would throw the the electronics away because the glass broke, 
And then, so you, so I would go scrounge it. I'd go get it and dump the, the old monitor out and get rid of the tube. And then, you know, it was sure enough, like a week later, someone would throw away a monitor because the electronics blew up, but the glass was still good. And so you just go put the two together and you got a monitor. That's how I got my first uh, big, you know, that big Apple color monitor. Right. I got it by, by Franken-macking it, as we used to call it, you know, together for, from parts. Now, it's true that... You know, I, I can see where people are generally downloading the show from. I can't see, uh, I can't see many more demographics than that. I can see the number of people, uh, or how many times it's been downloaded per episode. But I can see the, how can I explain it? Where they're at, basically, in the world. Okay. Um, and so we have about a sixty-five percent percentage of people listening here in the United States. The rest of it, most of that uh, rest of it is in Europe. It's around 25-30%. And then okay. it breaks out even smaller. We, I mean, it's amazing where you see some of the listeners are actually downloading from. And the next topic really isn't relevant to 45% of our listeners. <laughs> But I think so it's important. U.S. only, as you're saying? Yeah. Okay, so uh, those of you not in the U.S., it's time yeah. to go make a cup of coffee. But in a way, it does kind of, uh, Sorry, you know, I'm what happens here in the tech world reverberates worldwide. Uh, and that's just how it is nowadays. Okay. Uh, oh, President Obama talked about net neutrality yesterday. He did. And I, it was actually kind of cool to hear him take a stance. Yeah, I wish he would have taken the stance in his first year in office. Yeah, I do, too. Uh, there's a lot of things I wish he would have done that I thought he was going to do. I've been disappointed about. Uh, regardless, when it comes to net neutrality, he kind of said something yesterday on that I've been saying for a long time, and I've said publicly here on the show. Internet connectivity should be treated as a utility. Yep. And the costs that we incur in this country as consumers for a basic internet connection is disproportionate to what we get out of it. Okay, here's the time to wake up all those 45% because we'll surprise you with what we pay here compared mm -hmm. to what you guys pay. It's uh, it's almost criminal. What do you pay, what do you pay for your internet? Well, if I had to unbundle it, probably about 100 bucks. 75 100 bucks. to 100 bucks. But that's at the highest speed Comcast offers. So that is that theoretically 50 megabit? Yes, theoretically. I mean, it's it's very rare that I hit it. Occasionally I do, and I notice things really speed up, but most of the time I don't. And then it, there's a limit, right? There's a... Well, I mean, you got to... It's it's basically a wide area network that you're on. No, no, but there's a limit of how much data you can pull. Uh, they say Tom there, has, they say there yeah, isn't, has, but... Well, they're starting, to, they're starting to enforce it again, according yeah. to an article I read, but it's high. It's like 50 gigabytes or something. Yeah, I, I probably have come close to that two or three times my entire life. I mean, I When just, I had Comcast, I was watching a lot of my movies. I was an early adopter to, to this company called Voodoo and other companies where we were watching HD movies on a little set-top that connected to your internet and your television. Yep. And we were testing, so we were downloading movies all the time, and I constantly got warned. It's one of the reasons I left Comcast. They would call me at 7 in the morning to say, you're using too much internet. Yeah. That's... And I said, well, it says unlimited. It doesn't say there's a limit. Well, you're using too much. Well, how can I use too much when it's unlimited? Yeah. Right? I didn't get that. And uh, 
they've sort of fallen back a little bit from that. But if you abuse it, they will. So you're paying a hundred bucks. They'll I throttle pay, you. I they'll throttle you, or they'll just shut you off. In my case, they threatened to shut me off. And when they called the third day in a row to threaten me, I said, "Then shut it off." And they go, "What do you mean?" I said, "Just to turn me off. Disconnect me. If you're going to call and harass me in the morning." At seven o'clock in my time, because you don't like how much internet I'm using, then shut it off. I'll go somewhere else, and I did. <clears throat> and it's not as fast as you know. I'm with AT&T Uverse now. It's not as fast as Comcast, but they don't harass me. Yeah. And it, I hate to tell you, it's in this where I am. It's a lot more reliable. Oh, I, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, is, yeah, so. I do, I do. But uh, we need. I I completely agree with the uh, president of the United States in this. They need to be regulated as a public utility at this point. Or a common carrier, which is the term in communications that the phone networks were given that says that the networks must be open to competition. In other words, common carrier status on a phone, if I want to be a long-distance carrier, the phone company must carry my traffic equally with all other traffic. And that's really what you want here. They want all traffic to be equal. And the phone company's argument is saying, well, we're letting people pay to speed up we're not slowing everybody else down but come on the effect is the same it's uh i you know i have to agree with them i it it, it's ridiculous it should be treated just like electricity and gas at this point um but do you think this is electricity i guess that would be the right way they charge you they give you a lifeline rate and then they charge you by how much you use uh, getting but more the difference is more, uh, but I happily pay that. Here, I happily here, pay that. I would too, in a in, in some respects. But here's the difference, though, uh, Owen. There is a finite amount of electricity. They do have to do a lot more to generate more electricity if the demand goes up. That's not true with broadband. The infrastructure no. is in place. Well, no, no, no. Hang on. Since I built one of these systems a while ago, and the, and major stuff hasn't changed. People say they didn't like cable modems because you shared bandwidth. And when you didn't with DSL and Uverse, but the truth is that's not true. You share bandwidth. At some point, they they reach a router that puts it back on the backbone, whatever that may be, and that is a finite pipe. Okay, how much you get? I mean, you can buy more. They can they can put more pipes in, and the backbone is designed to handle what it handles. But each ISP has a funnel attached to the backbone to bring stuff in. Right, but they've and all they had. Pay- they pay by the size of that that hole, but it but it's still not real. It's not an well, actual thing they have to create. Us. Well, because someone's charging, yes. But my point being, it, it's not something they have to create. It's the the infrastructure is there, and they no, and it was subsidized with tax money. Yep. You know, and we it's get like none the of the benefits network. exactly. But the phone you. networks exactly. was was uh, regulated for a very long time. And it, and partially is. they partially, but yeah. think about how reliable your phone was growing up. Yep, it was super reliable. If the phone system went down, it it was unheard of. And I live in a state where we have ice storms, right. and tree branches will knock down, you know, uh, the telephone line, and so, they were out there during the storm to fix it. That's how so good talk, the phone companies. You know, were. I worked for a phone company. I yeah. worked for Pac Bell, which is one of the baby bells. When we built the first broadband system we built, and we were one of the first commercial systems, we built to the specs of the phone company, what they call five nines, 99.999% uptime. Basically, 
your target, your goal is 16 minutes of downtime for a customer a year. That's what you're targeting. Hmm. Small act of chivalry creates a big fuss. Putin puts so, Shaw on China's first lady. <laughs> <laughs> what are you reading? You uh, back on Yahoo Tech? No, no, no. I went to uh, CNN. So Putin put a Shaw on the China's first lady, and it creates some big thing. Uh-oh. We don't get CNN anymore. Dish Network has booted them out. Um, no, no. This is the website. Oh. Which is an interesting discussion. So uh, two other cable companies are also thinking about booting out Turner Networks because Turner wants a lot more money all of a sudden. Yeah. And, and He's not uh, doing himself any favors. And, well, it's funny. The guy from Charlie Ergen, who the guy who runs Dish Network, you know, yes, I lose a few channels, but I like the fact that he wants costs to stay down. Yeah. And his comment the other day was, CNN used to be a must-have network. With all the ways to get news today, it's not so must-have anymore. Hmm. But I think if they lose CNN, they lose the Cartoon Network. So that will upset a lot of people. <laughs> that will upset a lot <laughs> and, of people. And, and Turner movie movie classics. But uh, it sounds like they're going to do their own Cartoon Network. So they'll... We'll see what happens. But it's interesting to see these things happening at, in cable right now, which is the same company that charges the stupid rates for Internet. So. Yeah. And you know, by the way, if Time Warner and what's the other one and Comcast merge, prices are just going to go up. It's not going to merge. They're not going to allow it. Uh, my understanding of the last round of discussions is that the regulators – and uh, as well as the senators, because they, they had a Senate subcommittee on it, uh, was very, very critical. And they were asking very difficult questions. How is this better for, for consumers? And Comcast's answer was, well, it just is. And th that's not really an answer. And I guess... Well, I would have believed you why Congress, why Senate was still democratically run. But remember that Republicans are very pro-business. And so it's very possible they might decide this is a pro-business decision and it could swing the other way. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I wouldn't we'll be see. surprised when it comes to big money in government, the consumers never win. In this we country or any We have the best government others. money can buy. Come on. We absolutely do. Yep. <laughs> so anything else going on that you wanted to discuss, Owen? Because uh, I, I really don't. I mean, I, I just did a show with David. And, yeah, no, uh, you did. It's been just, it wasn't very long ago. It so, wasn't. No, I don't have a whole lot else... Right now to discuss nothing, nothing new going on other than the whoa the world's brightest flashlight is now at at Home Depot. Oh, you can ooh, now get a cool. flashlight in your hand that's as bright as a headlight on a car. It's LED. Ooh, neat! I don't it's, know why I would uh, need that, but that's kind of cool. Oh, it, the, you know, I, I to be really honest, I went holy shit when I picked it up because it was so bright. The guy who handed it to me to show it to me said, did you feel the recoil? <laughs> <laughs> I'm logging into my AT&T account right now to see what the status is of my iPhone 6 Plus. Oh, that's right. You have a 6 Plus on order, don't you? Yeah, I've had it on order forever. I'm just like, Urgh. Why is it taking so long? Because Apple, according to AT&T, Apple um, didn't expect so many people to want the 6 Plus. And okay. uh, I, from my understanding, it's close to 50-50. Is it really? Yeah. So what is today? The November 11th as we record it. My estimated shipping date is between uh, November 11th, or I'm sorry, November 12th through the 21st. And it's still, ever since it was ordered, it's been preparing to ship as the status. And it's been that way, and it still is. So uh, it's either going to come. Which one I want. It's either going to go come 
uh, Thursday when I'm in New York. And I, I return Friday, so it, it won't come Friday. It'll be here. It'll either show up this Thursday when I'm in New York or next Thursday when I'm in L.A. <laughs> That's when it will show up. I'm sorry for laughing. But, we, just the way but I have to take this into AT&T before I can do anything because I want to take the SIM from my card right. and put it right. in that phone. And then Julie is going to take my iPhone 5S, so we got to pull the SIM out of her card. Or yep, her that's phone what I want put to do it in mine. as well. I have to do it when I'm at AT and T. Right. Uh, my wife's going to get my 5s, and I'm going to take a. Si- I'm probably going to get a six, not a six plus, because I do carry mine in my pocket a lot. And it's not that I'm worried about bending the damn thing, because I'm not. It's just I'm worried about how big it is. You know, pocket, so. at that event last week at Mac Tech Conference, which by the way was a fantastic conference. If you're a Mac yeah, professional, yeah, you, you really like that. Yeah, if you're a Mac professional, uh, this is a conference you really need to go to. Is it cheap? No, it's not. Um, between the cost of actually attending, actually, yeah, actually attending, actually attending. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> no. <laughs> An airfare if you don't live in uh, the area where it's going to take place. And it's been Los Angeles the last few years, so I don't expect that to change. And, you know, the plane and all that. It, it's, man, you, you have to go to this. And you'd get a lot out of it, Owen. You might want to consider it next year, seriously. Yeah, I will. Um, but regardless of that, uh, when I was there, there was quite a few people who had iPhone sixes, and I got so used to seeing the sixes, and they do look bigger than the five S. Right. That I, I would have to look I, at it and go, okay, is that a is that a six plus or a six? It's the bigger icons on the screen. That I think it. it well, it just looks yeah. like a physically bigger unit, and it so does. I was <laughs> so I kept thinking, oh, that's a six plus, and then I saw a guy pull out a six plus, and I was like, holy crap, that's a six plus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There was, there was a couple of people at the last conference I was with with my wife. She does these food things. And uh, some, the person across the table pulled out a 6 Plus and I went, okay, can I see it? And they handed it to me and they let me play with it for a while. And it's definitely it's definitely closer to a tablet than a phone. And I held it to my head and I made, she let me make a call on it. it. It works fine. You know, you just have to hold on to it. You know, it needs a case that has square edges. I hate to say the roundness is slippery. Yeah. Yeah, we and discussed I that before. I, I don't want to rehash it, but hmm. every it's time nice I see though. an actual six plus, I'm just like, I yeah, I, that's I'm getting that. That's that's <laughs> I definitely made the right decision. I made the wrong decision not to order it the day of. Where do you I keep your to. phone when what you're you when you're out? Do you like like front pocket or back? Uh, pocket? It depends. I mean, I you know where I live and where I work, I wear a lot of coats. Yeah, so, so I usually have some pocket. kind of an inside court coat pocket that i keep my phone which is where mine normally sits as well right uh if it's summertime and i've got shorts on uh you know i'm usually wearing jean shorts or something like that cargo shorts so i've always got a pocket um okay i don't see that as a problem but maybe it will no no, i just was curious i just was curious in how you you plan to carry it so it's always in my front pocket but i I don't know i never sit down with my phone in my pocket i never do I did last night the theater. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot it was in my back pocket, and I was sitting on it. I, I never put a phone in my back pocket. Went, oh yeah, I'm paranoid, and I've trained myself. Well, I usually keep a, a, my wallet in my right back pocket, which means I'd have to put this in my left back pocket, which I never put anything into, so it would be an unnatural occurrence for me to put anything back there. Right. But I don't know. It really depends on when I get it, how big it is, and I've lived with it for a week or so. Yeah, well, I want to hear after that because I'm, you know, I'm still on the fence of which one I want. That's why I haven't ordered anything. Yeah. So, and I trust your judgment on this. So, I think my hands are bigger than yours, though. 
Probably. So, well, I'm six foot tall now. Did you hear about that? No. What happened? You got you got taller? Yeah. So I went to, uh, I changed doctors. And when you change doctors, you know, they want to. You're still growing? Yeah. They, they want to do all these tests. And, you know, right. it's like yesterday I had to go. I put it off. My Actually, my doctor's appointment was supposed to be last week, my, my follow-up. But I had to be in L.A., so I had to postpone it to the week of Thanksgiving. But she wanted to do blood work, uh, get all that stuff, because it's a brand new doctor. I went in there originally because of my heel, which is still bothering me, to be honest. Um, plantar fasciitis. Fasci- I don't know how to say that word. Um, usually people get that problem with their heel when they gain weight. I'm actually losing weight. And it turns out it was my crappy shoes that I've been wearing for two years. They're a pair of Adidas or something like that. That they, they, they were broken in. They were perfect at that point, you know? She was like, no, you need new shoes. Get new shoes. And sure enough, the brand new tennis shoes makes the world a difference. But that being said... Um, Jews can do that. Yes, uh, I had to go get I had to go get blood and stuff yesterday, but when I went to her for the first time, uh, they wanted to weigh me and they wanted to measure me, and I had my shoes off, you know, and okay. so the lady says, "Step up, she's going to measure me," and I said, "Oh, I'm five eleven. She goes, "Yep," and then she proceeds to she goes six foot on the dot. I said, "What?" <laughs> and she goes six you six foot. I said, "I've always been five eleven." So she goes, well, let's try it again, honey. I get back up on the thing. She measures me. No, you're si- I, right on the dot, six foot tall. Uh, so I assume. So, so the, sk- the, the thing that measured you in your old doctor's office was broken. <laughs> I don't think I've been measured since I was probably 18 years old. Hmm. And they said it was 5'11", so that's what I've always written on my driver's license. Yeah, you're going to have to get it updated now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I had lost. Uh, Excuse me, sir. You're six foot. You're six foot right. tall. This driver's license isn't yours. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> I had to. I had to get a. I, I oh, I lost uh, ten to fifteen pounds somewhere in there. So I'm getting skinnier and taller. Good for you. So by the time I get to seventy, I figure I'll, I'll be eight. Are foot you doing tall. something to try to lose weight? Yeah, I got rid of the sugary pop. Ah, yeah. And if oh, I yeah. drink pop so, now, it's diet. So no, so no more uh, regular Mountain Dew for you. No huh? diet. We have a friend, by the way, who's done the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. He's he's and he's losing weight. He was two to three large Mountain Dews a day. Yep, and he just got rid of it. He got and did it's he get amazing rid of it or did he many, go you know, diet? Everybody, you know, is complaining about this whole thing, this whole attack on sugary sodas. But yep. you know what? It makes true. a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't done a whole lot different. Julie and I were starting to walk um, like eight miles a day in the mornings after the kids went to school. Uh, but then my heel started hurting. But the funny thing ah. is, most people that have this injury with their heel is because they start to gain weight. I'm actually losing weight, and it happens. So go figure. But it was my shoes, but still. Uh, so that kind of curtailed the, all that walking. But I'm hoping that it gets 100% again so we can get back to it. Even if I get close to 100%, I'll be good to go. Um, but you know, doing that much walking in a day, switching over to a diet pop, it made a difference. It really did. And, well, good. And I'm now when I drink it, I feel better too. I right? do, uh, but now when I drink a sugary pop, it tastes way sugary. Well, you know what? I, the first thing I cut out, similar to that, I cut out regular ice cream. I started to when I would eat ice cream, I would eat you know light ice creams or frozen yogurts for a right. while just to cut the calorie count. Mm-hmm. I don't eat it at all now. I, I don't somehow I don't like it anymore. But when I would have regular ice cream after that, it would taste thick. Well, so you know, like, yeah. And it was like putting felt in your throat. It's like, I don't know how to What happens it. as you get older, I think, is what you like changes. 
Yeah. Um, and that absolutely happened to me. My wife has always loved Chinese food. It's one of her favorites. And I, I couldn't stand it when we got married. Now I love it. I, I make it at home. Uh, you do? Okay. Yeah. I, and I remember I was uh, working at Max Specialist. And you getting McDonald's or Burger King or Taco Bell, that's just what I would grab on the way back to the hotel. But I, I can almost pinpoint the time frame when I went from, I don't want this crap anymore. I want something. I want some <laughs> greens. I want something that's better. Um, and I actually stopped at this place called Pete's Fresh Market. It's like a grocery store, but it's more like a Whole Foods type of place. Okay. And, and they have a deli and, and um, a lunch thing and all that. A food, ca- a food counter. food right? counter. And I went in there instead one night. And they had, I, I love salmon. I always have. But it's either really good or it's terrible. I mean, it's, 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 it's one of those foods that most places dry out when they cook it. Yeah, I, tried, I just cooked. I just barbecued some last night. You have yeah. to be very careful to undercook it. Um, yeah, it's a. Fine As any balance. Japanese restaurant will tell you, you can eat it raw. You can. I just don't like the taste. Uh, the no, best way to cook is, salmon. So if you undercook it, it, if you undercook it, when you take it off, whatever you're cooking right. it on, it will continue to cook for a while. Oh yeah, so everything. It's going to get more. So cook it, cook it raw, rare, and take it off, and let it, and it'll come out really good. The the way to cook salmon uh, is uh, olive oil in a pan. 90% of the time, you cook it with the skin side down. Don't take the skin off. And the last 10% of the cooking time, you flip it over. Right. I do that on a grill. And then you yeah. take it off, and you just let it rest for about five minutes, and then eat it. But So I go into this Pete's Fresh Market, and I'm looking at all the stuff, and they've got like barbecue ribs, and I'm like, no, I don't want that. Um, you know, the, the deep-fried chicken, uh, that didn't sound good. Salmon. Hmm. And all I can see is it's got this green stuff with it. So I order that, and I take it back to the hotel room, and I eat it, and it's fantastic. They cooked it perfect. So I go back the next day. I'm going to get it again. And it was cheap, to be honest. It was like five-something. And so I, I order it again, and huh. she loads it up again. And I go, by the way, what's this green stuff in here? I really liked it. Oh, that's Box spinach. Oh, spinach. I've, I've always hated spinach, but yet I kind of like it now. With- well, because you probably had spinach the same way I did when I was a kid, where it was mashed up with some kind of... Sour cream or cream yeah, milk or something, it was terrible. You know, cream spinach, and yep. it was not, it was overcooked yep. and mushy, and it was awful. But if you cook spinach properly, well, you put this if you put salmon on a bed of spinach, it's really good. It's, it's great. It's still the yeah. it's still the only way I really like spinach. The, those two tastes go they complement each other really well. But thanks for listening to uh, Tech Food this week. We appreciate tech it. Food, yeah, Tech Food. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Tech Food. Uh, <laughs> food we'll fan about podcast the technology of food yes it's like my wife get my wife on to tell you about the when she visited the the factory that makes uh uh tastes you know you should have Flavors. her on the show sometime uh, she'd probably do it yeah she talk about this taste factory i mean she went to this place where they manufacture tastes yeah and i think something like that would be really interesting to the listeners too it's technology it was, was technology i mean it was very technology here taste this what is that Popcorn, okay, popcorn. I mean, and I often think like they mix chemicals and go, "What's this taste like to you?" <laughs> yeah, that, that would be my guess on how they do it too. I mean, you have those jelly beans, and you're like, "Wow, this is." Have you seen the Harry well, now, Potter jelly beans? Yes. Now wait a minute. So Jelly Bellies, yep. which is not too far from where I live, the the factories up there, they pride themselves on using real flavors. Yeah. They put if they can get the real stuff in the jelly bean, they do. Well, the the so, Harry Potter ones. 
Some of them are like uh, Cinnabon. It tastes like a Cinnabon. It's amazing. Popcorn tastes like popcorn. Grass. It tastes like grass. Vomit. Well, there you go. Earwax. Yeah. Earwax. Grass. Boogers. It's I don't want to gross. know if they put the real stuff in those. <laughs> no, obviously they don't, but it's amazing <laughs> that the taste is what you think it's going to be. If you get out here, we can. Uh, it's about an hour drive to the Jelly Belly factory. I have to it's, do that. I'll go. Just keep your fingers crossed they're not making popcorn, because I, I don't mind the popcorn jelly beans, but I can't eat them anymore, because I went there, on, I took somebody on a tour there, and they're making the popcorn jelly bean, and the place... Was just, it was like being dropped inside a bowl of popcorn? Yeah, they ruin it for it's, you. And it was no, it was sickeningly sweet smell of popcorn. And by the time you're ready to leave, you're like, I don't, I can't even eat a jelly bean. My stomach hurts. Yeah, you know, it was, it was sort of, a, it was sort of an overpowering smell. But um, then you can buy a, what they call belly flops, which I just have a bag here of. And belly flops are the ones that they the machines reject ah, because gotcha. they're, they're too big or they're stuck together. And you can buy them at half price. Cool. So you get a big random bag of belly flops. So it'll be a, that you do have to guess the flavor because a lot of times the color came out wrong or the flavor didn't mix quite the way they wanted it to mix, and and they reject them. And uh, you used to be able to buy them for two bucks, buy a pound for two dollars. Now people are so like them so much the price is like quadruple. Oh, but, of course, that's kind of the way it goes. But yeah, well, but if you next time you come out this way, you know we can take an hour, a couple hours, and drive up there. Yeah, I do it uh, north of here, not too far. It's actually a kick to see. So with that, we're going to wrap up the show. We would love to hear or have feedback from uh, you, the listeners. Real easy to get a hold of us. Sorry. You can either hit <laughs> Tim, David, or Owen at techfanpodcast.com. Easiest way, of course, is to go to techfanpodcast.com and uh, leave a comment there. Uh, we are looking for people um, to uh, contribute if you want. Uh, I, you know, we did yeah. that with, uh, yeah. Well, the last one, you know, we, we had Tim Clark's review of the uh, Amazon Fire TV, which he did a great job of, by the way. Yes. Um, I like that review. Uh, I, I still don't know if I want one. You know, Amazon's sending me that little uh, fire stick thing. I have a fire TV and I have a, now they have a new one. Now Amazon has got, uh, there was, it was for sale yesterday, A hundred the new little little box. What do they call it? How do yeah, the fire there? stick. No, it wasn't a Fire Stick. There's a new, there's a new yet yet another device from Amazon. Oh yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah, or well, that, on the last show. Hundred and seven. It's hundred ninety nine dollars. I just got like this thing sent to me. Um, they didn't. It it just came to me. It didn't come to my Mac. I don't know why, but it's from uh, Total Mount, and it's uh, Total Mount is available for. Oh, okay. For you can get this for the Apple TV, Apple Airport Express, or the Roku, and this one's for the Apple TV. What and is it? it's a it's a little mounting station. You can either, and it comes with all the kit. Uh, the kit comes with everything you need. You can either drill a hole in your wall and stick it up that way, but it also has these little clips and various clips that you can use to stick it to the back of your flat oh, screen TV. Oh, it's mounting, yeah. mounting. Oh, I and it open. even comes with Velcro, so you can wrap up the the power and the HDMI cable. So I'm I'm going to install this. I think on the back of my, uh, you know, the arcade. Uh, yes. For shits and giggles, I stuck the Apple TV on the arcade uh, because it's in <laughs> direct view of when I'm sitting at the computer. And it's I thought, the right place for it, right? Well, it's right next to my computer, or the iMac. So I thought, well, I could use the Apple TV and just uh, send my screen over there. Uh, and I can, but it doesn't look good enough. Uh, but I haven't moved it back to the other side of the room where the other TV is hooked up to the, all the other video game system as well as the cable box. 
which works well for me when there's a football game on like this last weekend and the kids want to watch cartoons in the living room. I sit in the computer room and watch the NFL. So many ways to buy things, so few TVs. But I think I'm going to leave this because I, as I explained to you, I put my TV monitor on a swivel mount on the wall so I can go, I can, I can rotate it. And that's important if you're playing a game like Pac-Man, for instance, where it's, it's longer than it is wide, right? Okay. So it's it's much easier to play that. I'll do a video for you one of these times and, and send it to you, or we can FaceTime. But because it rotates, it's hard to plug things into. But with this mount, I could put this right on the back of that TV, Velcro the power, you know, going down the arm. The so HDMI these, they're, is they're just right Velcro there. sticky things? That's what they are? No, no, no. The mount itself is plastic with plastic clips, but it comes with oh. Velcro that I can use to for cable management. Okay. That's all it is. That's very cool. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. I was going to find this thing. Here it is. It's called the HP Chromebox. Well, I don't think it's called the Chromebox. Yep, Chromebox. This is this new thing from Amazon. Oh, uh, you're talking about Chrome- that, that, that. I thought you were talking about sorry, this. Sorry, no, I was talking. I wanted to find this little thing because when you mentioned it, it bothered An me. HP Chromebox? Well, it's called a Chromebox, and it's made by about six manufacturers. And uh, you the price depends on the color you buy. Oh, I which see is it. The silliest thing I've ever seen. Wow, so if you expensive. buy it in this god awful, if you buy it in this god awful turquoise blue, which was the color of my first car, yeah, yeah. I'm still not. I'm still not over it. That okay. thing's 129 dollars so, on Newegg. That's that's the cheap one. It's 129 there too, uh, but it's a little it's a little computer actually. So it's, Amazon's throwing hardware out like crazy these days. Hmm, it's interesting. Um, it is a desktop. And then you guys PC. were talking about that Echo, right? You yeah. The Amazon Echo last week too. Actually, I want one. Uh, I yeah. I want one in my kitchen. I don't. Small, quiet, and efficient. It has a fan, so it Windows eight point one, AMD quad core A eight, eight gigabytes of RAM, which is not Windows. Bad. No. Yes. It's a. It's a. It's got the Chrome OS. Why would they put Windows on it? I don't. I don't know. I'm looking at the one on uh, HP Chromebox. Interesting. On Newegg. That's weird because if you look at it, if you look at it in uh, how much on is, Amazon, how much it's, is it? It's on 129 dollars for the turquoise one. Yeah, I'm looking at the turquoise one with 16 gigabyte SSD. Okay, now this is what I don't get. It says 16 gigabyte SSD Google Chrome OS, but if you scroll right. down, it says operating system Windows 8.1. Yeah, there's been a lot of. Like this one here says, screen size twelve point six centimeters. There's no screen, <laughs> There's no screen on, on it. On it. <laughs> so, it says it's five point nine nine pounds. That seems awful, freaking heavy. This says item weight one point four pounds. Yeah, see, I, there. I think Newegg is really screwed up on there. Well, everybody's been messing this thing up, which is the weirdest thing. But if you buy it in in gray, it's one. Oh, it came down. It was one seventy nine last week in gray. And people are like, why is the gray one one seventy nine and the blue one is? You know, so it looks and the uh, so you can get the white for one thirty six and but but it's so silly. But I, I so I people showed me this. I'm like, why why do I need this? Does it come with so a uh, keyboard? It doesn't come with a keyboard. No keyboard. It, it, you, the, it's kind of cool. You can plug two monitors into it, and uh, but you have to have your own keyboard and your own mouse. It's USB based, and it's got the Chrome OS. So for, it's kind of Apple TV. There's a lot of them though. No, yeah, I don't think it, it. This is more Mac Mini-ish, to be honest. More, I'm sorry, Mac Mini-ish. I meant to. I'm sorry. You're right. More Mac Mini-ish, and and someone I know bought it said it does um, have a fan. 
Huh. There's a little fan in the bottom, so it's not as quiet as they... LG? No, that's a TV. Asus makes one? No, no, no. Yeah, LG makes one. Asus? LG makes one. Yeah, it's a a standard H... Is it Asus or Asus? Asus. I don't know how you say that. I think it's Asus. But we should you should look into it. They have a, they have an aluminum one too for two hundred thirty five bucks. That one actually kind of looks cool. But it's you know it's it's a one point four gigahertz Intel Celeron. It's got this one has two gigabytes of RAM and Here's six one. gigabyte hard drive. Core i seven. You <laughs> can buy an i seven. That one's like six hundred bucks. Yeah, six hundred and seventy six. Yeah, it's I mean you can buy it with a lot of power, but it's yeah. uh. It's I have no HDMI place in my life for this thing. I just, all I said is I don't need another box to put in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's this would do me nothing. But there's there's some people that you know, I don't know the Chrome box though. It is if it's running Chrome, it's so limited. You can't install crap on Chrome. So, yeah. We have to use you have to use Google Apps. You know through the. Right, but I was thinking maybe for an arcade or something this would rock, but and it would if there was an actual OS on it. I wonder if you could hack oh, it to put are, Windows on there. There are uh, some websites up that talk about how to unlock it turns out it's a screw someone said you have to unscrew something which shorts something out on the board uh but you can unlock it and people have been putting other doing other things with them turning them into little little routers or small yeah. uh small you know media computers and stuff like that so yeah it's i don't know it's uh i'm sorry interesting. I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to hijack the end of your show sorry no well you know that's just surprising sometimes that, that, not with all this hardware Hey, I forgot I put this up there. You can, you know, you can actually play Burger Time on the uh, Tech Fan Podcast website. If you yeah, scroll oh, down so there, to August, there's a little Flash game. I think it's Flash. There's a website now. If you go to the, um, what's Internet it called? Archive. Uh, Internet Archive. A lot of the games have showed up there as well. Yeah, I'm surprised that they're they've been doing a great job at the Internet Archive. It's uh, archive.org/slash/details/slash/internet wayback machine, right? Internet Arcade, and no, the Wayback Machine. Yeah, yeah, they're the same company for. The, but there's there's a lot of them on here. And here's the thing, you know, I was flying last week. There's over a hundred on here. Um, here's the thing about these, Owen. I, I you know, I was going to fly last week. In fact, I did fly, and I I thought, wow, you know, it'd be really cool. Uh, I just got into a new game on my arcade. Um, what's the name of it? Uh, 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 I'm looking on their website. Because that's it starts with the C. Uh, Crush Roller. Really, I don't like know it. it. I didn't either. I found it on my arcade. Actually, I saw an, uh, a post on YouTube, and I was like, "Oh, that looks like a fun game." And I checked my arcade, and of course, I had it. So I started playing it, and now I'm addicted to it. I love it. Really hard game. I can't <laughs> get past the third level. But regardless, so wait, it's, wait, it's archive.org/slash what? Uh, details. Okay. And then internet ar- uh, slash internet arcade. I bookmarked it. That's why I knew exactly where it was. I just want to get back to it because I th- I saw my game Orbit is up there. Yep. Uh, so Skydiver <clears throat> Skydiver is up there. I knew I was going to fly, and I thought it'd be kind of fun to play some of these games. So what I did was I just opened up a bunch of tabs in <laughs> Chrome it, it and launched them. the game, and then just close the <laughs> because once they've loaded, I mean they're so small. Right. You don't need an active internet connection. It's already loaded into your browser. You can just play it. So I was playing some of these games on on the uh, plane, which, by the way, I actually went through and found an old uh, GoGo in-flight from uh, American Airlines for internet access. It's actually somebody else's account who flies all the time. Who He shared it with me years ago. Okay. Uh, 
I'm not going to say anything more than that, other than his username and password still worked. So <laughs> if I'm an American what, what, Airlines what flight... What would those be, Dave? Yeah. Tim, If I'm on an American Airlines flight, I got internet. That was cool. kind of cool. I was actually posting to Facebook while I was on the flight. I actually took a screenshot because they actually show you where you are in the air. Oh, my God. Tube Chase is up there. Dude, I'm telling you, try tube- Crush Roller. That's fun. Okay. Well, you know, so just so we're saying they're small. Remember, we used to fit these in 2 to 4K. Right. Nothing. Yeah. All right. Oh, we got to wrap All this right. show up. We're way over. Um, we are. We will be back next week. Hopefully, David will be able to join us and Owen. Uh, hopefully, I'll get back from New York without getting trapped in the snow. <laughs> or even getting to the airport tomorrow without getting trapped in the snow. But, uh, Owen, thanks for being here this week, man. Appreciate oh, it. Oh, my pleasure. I like doing this. So, we'll see, see you next time. See you guys next time.